So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited. I have five unbelievable women who are going to share their insights with you on how last year they went on about 500 listing appointments collectively, listed a lot of homes, and had a remarkable year through COVID, through the pandemic, and going into 21, all of them are planning on even more. So let's just jump right into some fast introductions. I've got Glenda Baker in the house. So good morning, Glenda. Hey, Tom. My name is Glenda Baker. I am a real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been selling real estate since Jesus was a baby, so like 28 <laughs> years. I have a small all-female team in Atlanta, three selling and three admin. Last year, we did 148 sides. Congratulations. All right, let's keep going right around the horn. So Treasure Davis in the house. Hello, my name is Treasure Davis. I have been licensed since 2005. I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And last year we did 450 transactions and I am super excited to be here. So thank you for the opportunity. Yes, thank you. So Lisa Doyle, who I've known since Jesus was a baby. Before Jesus was a baby, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, my name is Lisa Doyle, and I work in outside of uh, San Francisco in a um, kind of a rural or a suburban area. Danville and San Ramon is our main market. Um, last year, we were a small team. Uh, last year, we closed 112, and i um, just excited to be here. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, thank you so much. Eileen? I'm Eileen Rivera in Long Beach, California. I own a small boutique brokerage, uh, manage a SEAL team, and am very proud to say I have now been working for Mr. Ferry as one of his senior coaches for about 10 years. Yep. And we love it. We love it. And all your clients love you. And uh, from the great state of Texas, Deb Bly in the house. Great to hear you say the great state of Texas and me. <laughs> That's right. That's my, my home state, ladies and gentlemen. Uh -huh. Hey, so, so uh, yeah, I've been in, in the business since 1998 and uh, run a was a small team and it's just, it is getting larger here, especially in the last year. Last year we did right around 350 transactions. 110 of those were listings. Outstanding. And uh, 57 of those I did myself and the rest were done by the team. Good for you, good for you. So, so for the people out there listening or you're watching on YouTube, um, I was texting these ladies saying, you know what would be great if you look at like for example, this morning, what came out from the National Association of Realtors. Since 2011, we are now at the lowest recorded record of inventory on the market in the US that we've seen since 2011. And I'm sure if you go back, maybe there was a time before that, but just seeing that this morning and knowing that I'm with five extraordinary agents, the first question I have to ask, and I'm gonna actually go to uh, Treasure Davis first. So Treasure, everyone's gonna say the same thing. How are you getting listings? What are the best sources and what are you doing? And then we'll open it up for everybody. But we'll start with Treasure. Um, so we are leaning in really hard to our past clients in Sphere. Um, and we, um, so one example that is up and coming is we are doing a COVID-friendly reverse pop-by um, for Valentine's Day where they can come in and get 
um, pizza, they can get wine, sparkling cider, um, and they just drive through. We're wearing gloves, masks, we're being very careful, and we're just saying, we love you, happy Valentine's Day, let's have a great 2021. And so we're leaning really hard into our past clients, and it's been paying off in dividends because we started with New Year's. So we're just yeah. trying to every month just lean into them and show them love and appreciation. And, and when you're doing that, Treasure, help people understand, is it just a thank you and we love you, or is there ever an ask? Um, there is an ask, um, but it's subtle for us um, because we lean in so hard to them that it's jab, jab, right hook. So this is just a jab. This one isn't a right hook. I love it. I love it. So, so I'm gonna, I want to bounce. Uh, so, Deb, what about yourself and your team? What, where are you getting listings from today, and what are you doing? What's working right now? Okay, so if I looked at the listings, I get um, probably would say 90% of those are repeat listings. And, you know, kind of the fun of that is, honestly, we talk about it, it's kind of a joke at the, at the office. A lot of times a listing appointment is pick up the phone, answer it, and say, give me the address, okay that's great. We look at the price and we write it up. We don't even have an appointment. Um. <laughs> so for the people that are listening right now, you're not watching the video. I just saw four of the best agents on the planet all go like this, like, <gasps> what? I want that appointment. A lot of those are repeat clients. Okay. Yes. So, you know, yes. investors and that, you know, so they want to know what the, uh, what the value of the house is going to be. It's a phone conversation. I send over comps. We come upon a price, and it, it literally is okay. I'll get everything docky signed to you this afternoon. So, those are a fair amount of my appointments, at least at least 10, 20% of my appointments. And then when I go on the other appointments, um, yeah, they're just very personal. I'm going to tell you, I'm not very, gosh, I'm ready to take notes from everybody else. I'm not very polished with a whole listing presentation and all that kind of stuff. My conversation is, you know, the whole series of questions. And then my next, the last part of my conversation is, do you have a computer at the house? And of course, almost everybody does. And really, that's where I do my whole presentation. Right. Yeah, we, talk about humble and strong, though. Like, I oh can't my believe you sat here and said that, you know, you're not really that polished. Number yeah. one, Deb, like, of course, we all know you You are. Number two, it speaks to how trust accelerates this process, right? Right, Because people trust you. Um, yeah. You have a great reputation. They were either referred, they know you, they've watched what you've done. Trust, again, trust is, is like what you've all heard me say about proof. It accelerates yes. credibility. Yeah. So, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different direction. So, uh, how do we how do we create trust? And I'm, I'm thinking more about, you know, I've got five legends in the business right now on this podcast. How does a newer agent or someone that maybe has been in the business for eight or nine years and maybe they're they're listening right now and they're like, oh, they just feel like they've been limping along in the business for a decade. And now all of a sudden they're committed and they're serious, but what they don't have is the swagger. So how do how do they get the swag? Like I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to uh, Let's go to Glenda Baker. How does someone get that, that confidence, that, you know, that ability to create trust? Knowledge and da the, the data and the knowledge of the data gives you the certainty to speak with confidence. So if you are a newer agent and you, or you haven't sold a lot or you haven't been in business a long time, the more knowledge that you can consume 
and that you can speak with certainty, memorize it. So when you're sitting there at the listing appointment with the client, you're not looking down at your papers. Now, let me see here. One, two, three, banana. You need to know that stuff. That needs to roll off. One, two, three, banana street with the purple dining room and the blue shutters. You know that house on the corner. That house sold for five twenty four nine. It sold in 32 days. That, that, Eileen says it, nobody says it better than Eileen. Nothing accelerates credibility faster than proof. And when you can speak with certainty, that builds your confidence and theirs. So how much time should somebody be spending studying the market, studying the MLS? This is something that I've been preaching for years, and I, I, I hear so many agents say, but Tom, I do that. And they say, no, no, no. You scan the MLS looking for a listing for your buyer. There's a big difference between that and really studying the market. Lisa, how do you study the market? Even at this, at your 35 years in the business, how do you study the market? Or what do you recommend for someone new? I mean, I always tell everyone, even, and I still do this today, even though I know the my market very well, um, if you're going on an appointment, you need to be either driving by every property. Like, like Glenda said, you need to know, hey, you know that one that backed up to the power thing that, I mean, you know everything about these houses. I preview anything that you can, go drive by the pendings, drive by the solds, call the agents who have the pendings. You need to be prepared. You need, yeah. to, you need to walk in there and know everything. And, and I tell people this all the time, you know, I'm so I'm so thankful to share with you because I've had a chance to see every one of these. I can really help you understand how your house compares. So yeah, you really have to study. You have to know. And agents should be looking at property, even when there's even when they're um, you know someone that's been around a long time, like the old people, like me. You know, you, you should you still be should looking at the houses and know what you're talking about. So and know everything about the schools. Know everything about the the the, the community. Know everything about the the, the the businesses. You know, you've got to build credibility by by giving back too. You know, it's. All of that. I, I agree. So, so I got to just say, so Lisa, do you remember Miss Irma? Eileen, do you remember Miss Irma from like, so, so it's, as Deb was talking, so I just have to tell a cute little story, everybody. I was coaching this wonderful gal, Miss Irma from Louisiana, and she tells this story one day. She, I'm like, so how was your week? She says, well, I took a listing and it was really great. And I said, well, how'd that go? She says, well, the person called me and said, you know, uh, Miss Irma, we want to sell our home. And she's like, huh did I leave a sign at your house by chance? And the client's like, as a matter of fact, it's been sitting in the garage forever. She goes, well, darling, I just want you to take that sign, go ahead and put it up in the front yard for me. Like, like Deb, when you were telling your story, I was like, oh my God, it's Miss, it's Miss Irma reincarnated. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have a process, but I ask a set of questions every single time. <laughs> so great. All right. The last one being, do you have a computer? I yeah, love you that. have a computer. Well, yeah. so that's the 2021. Hey, I've, I've, show, I've, show, <laughs> yes. I've shown up at the house and I didn't have a, a computer and it killed my listing presentation. <laughs> hey, hey, darling, oh darling, there's something called a laptop. You just bring it. <laughs> 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 okay, there's there's like a 25 year old listening to this right now, going, "What is wrong with these ladies? What is going on here?" Okay, I want to go a different direction. Uh, so, Eileen, when you're when you're in a competitive situation or not, do you send a pre-listing package to sort of pre-sell yourself to create a, an easier glide path? Uh, and if so, you know, what do you send? What do you do? Or something better? Um. I, yes, the answer is yes. It depends yes. on each situation. Not appropriate for some, very appropriate for others. Um, I coach a lot of my clients on who have pre, beautiful pre-made lists, what they call their listing book, their listing presentation. Um, 
I, I, I support them in, in that great quality. I also encourage them um, to customize their listing presentation to the individuals, right? One of, again, one of those things I've been preaching as a coach for years. If I'm going to um, meet with someone to sell their house that was their first house and they're in their 30s, the photos and testimonials in their listing presentation are going to be from people their age. And it, it, it's um, magnified by the fact that I farm. So probably 80% of the time, they're going through what I've prepared for them. And they're like, oh my gosh, you worked with Tom and Kathy? You worked with Debbie and Jim? And, and again, that immediately makes them feel safer and more comfortable. So I customize mine. I think every listing presentation um, needs to have a foundation of data and testimonials and what you know. And the competitive edge sometimes is just having the eye to point out information that didn't occur to them with the other agent or the next agent, right? It's just when you see something, and I would say because of our level of expertise, but you could have that creativeness as a brand new agent, right? right. You, you, have a, you have a fresh perspective. I remember when I was a, a long time ago, very young, and a new agent, and saying to people that were 30 years older than me, but understand, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, your buyer is more likely to look like me than the folks that, than, than they do like your neighbors. I'm never going to say like them, right? But then your neighbors. So that gives me, that gives me an advantage because I understand that mind of that young family that's trying so hard to get into this community. That, that ability to see opportunity and, um, Brilliant. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit of the humble brag because I don't say, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. But I do say, look at what I can do for you because of my insights and my perspective. So I'm seeing all, I'm seeing all of you nodding yes. Treasure, what's going through your mind right now? And, and then I want to know from all of you, like, do you send anything? Do you recommend anything? Do you like Eileen's approach? Are you going to change your approach? Treasure, what are you thinking? I mean, I have a lot of things going through my mind. Going back to your first question, if I can, just for a second. Sure. I think the other thing to make sure that people are doing is role playing and practicing. So we're not practicing on our clients. We're practicing right. on each other and surrounding yourself with incredible mentors and people that will not just be like, yay. You did so good. You need the people that are like, no, don't do that. That wouldn't work with my personality. You should change it like this. You should say it like this. You need those people around you. And one thing that I do now as I'm mentoring new agents is when we go outside and after we're done, I'm like, what do you think? Give me the good, give me the bad, give me feedback. Let's hear it. You know, we got the listing. That's great. But how can we improve moving forward? And so that's what we're doing with new agents. And I'm like, this is why I did this. And so for us, that's how we're doing it. Um, when we do our listing presentation, because a lot of our clients are not here, um, you know, we work with people from all over the world. Um, we do everything on video. Um, so when COVID hit, we were really set up really well for COVID because we were already using Zoom. We were already doing that. Um, but we do a video where I'm introducing myself. I give them links to my testimonials. I'll give them all the data. I give them all my marketing. Because for me, when I get to the house, I don't want to cover any of that because it's not about me. So I want to cover anything they want to know about my stats before I personally get there. 
Say, okay, I'm watching all the head nods again, and I love it. I see Deb, who is a legend, taking notes, which just always impresses me. So, so Treasure, did you just say on Zoom you cover all marketing, all comps, all of that stuff? You get all that out of the way? Re reiterate that for me. I send my video. I send my link to my reviews. I send um, my marketing presentation. I give them the comps um, from three different sources. Um, I reference other places so they can see what other places are saying their data is worth. Um, I just hit it all out of the gate because when I get there, I shift it. Um, I learned this a long time ago that when I get to the house, I wanna sit down with them because everybody else is like, give me a tour. So I sit down and I'm like, tell me about your plans. Tell me what's going on. Tell me about you. And the biggest thing that helps us win is when I say, what are you looking for in an agent? How can I come alongside you in this journey? And then from everything I do from then forward is customized to what they're looking for. How can I ease those stress points and pain points for them? How can I get rid of them? How can I hit on what their hot buttons are? So it's so interesting, um, Treasure, I had a conversation with Tim Smith and Tim listed Kath and I's home for sale and that was the presentation. Right, he, he never once got into like, now, now granted, he's been my personal client for 12 years, I know what he does, but it, it was only about, so Tom and Kathy, what are you guys, like, why are you guys doing this? You built your dream house, why are you guys selling this? Like, what's the plan, right? And literally 45 minutes to an hour of just therapy with Tim, and then, okay, send us the paperwork, we're in. <laughs> right, like that was it. We didn't even get into price. It was just this, he wanted to understand so he knew how do I best serve you? And it, I'm sensing the same exact approach. What do you say though? So I'm gonna go Lisa Doyle. Lisa, they're a brand new agent. A brand new agent, actually Lisa, a brand new agent or a veteran agent that doesn't have the kind of reviews and track record that you ladies have. What would you say to that person? What do they need to be doing to pre-sell themselves before they show up or pre-educate as Treasure was talking about? You can still, even though you're fairly new, you can still do what Treasure says because um, we do a lot the same Treasure. I send a video up front of Bomb Bomb with the same thing. Here's the link to our really helping them understand that we're here to support them. Um, and we have a client, um, I have a little video that I had clients share. I send that along as well. Even if you're a new agent, you could still have people share on your character. I would still have them create a video. Even if you've never sold a house, you have people who can verify your character I mean, I would prepare as much as I could to verify your, um, the fact, you know, that, that you, that you care about their well-being can surpass maybe someone else who sold houses. Yeah. So I, I love that treasure. I love that you're, um, that you take a such a different approach. And I wrote down the coming alongside of them. That is such a great power to share. That was a great, I saw, I saw, I saw multiple people writing that one down. That was a good one. No, no, I would say, I would say as much as you're a brand, brand new agent, prepare uh, some of this, uh, you know, video testing, video Video is powerful. You've taught us that a long time ago, Tom. I mean, you were such the ahead of the curve. And when we all got hit with COVID, we were all like, oh, yeah, switching, you know, pivot into video. No, no sweat. Right. You know, it was like easy right. because of you. But I would say that they could still do a lot of this even if they don't have the past clients yet. So, so four or five years ago, maybe longer at the summit, we, we talked about this strategy. I think it was uh, uh, Scott Compa, who you all know from New Jersey, who said, I send this video, bomb, bomb. And then it was just a series of links. Here's my marketing plan. Here's my reviews. Here's the comps. Here's the contracts. Here, and like literally everything inside that email. So I just, just to clarify, you're talking about you send them something like that? Just for the person listening that maybe isn't clear on everything that you're including in there. 
that and right? Treasure, do you do a hard package as well? Do you, send, do you deliver a hard package or just the video or just the email? No, I have. So I learned this from Eileen. I have a bag of tricks. <laughs> so you look to the cat. To the appointment, I have my bag of tricks so that if I need to pull out a hard copy of something, yeah. I have it. So look I can do that. <laughs> Look at Glenda, for the people that are listening to the audio, Glenda is on her, she's in her car going to a listing appointment as soon as this ends, and she just lifted up her bag. <laughs> so, so ladies, um, actually, I'm going to go to, to Treasure, or, and actually, let's go to Eileen. Eileen, no, Glenda, you got the bag. What's in the bag of tricks? What's in there? Uh, so, you know, Eileen, I learned from the best. So before I go on any appointment, I do massive amounts of recon and research because I don't want to show up in my beauty pageant outfit to the analytical. And I don't want to show up to the expressive in with my, you know, hair straightened and all of my little spreadsheets. So I do massive amounts of, of research. So I know exactly how to present. So for me, I have everything because the husband is an analytical and the wife is an expressive on the appointment that I'm going on. So, I, I mean, I have, like, my big-ass spreadsheet that's gigantic, 11 by 17. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because the analytical, I will hand him that. And then the wife, who's the expressive, who all she cares about are the pretty photos, I'll have the brochure for her. And yes. then I'll tell her, oh, you may think that it's really hokey that we do a cookie that has a picture of your house on it. But let me show you, Mr. Analytical. Here are actual statistics. This is feedback from this agent on this house on this day that talks about the cookie. How amazing the cookie was, and it kept the house top of mind. Because he wants to know why I'm doing that. Yes. And then people always trust people who give them food. And so we have <laughs> hazelnut truffles. Because you move from being a stranger to being trusted when someone accepts food from you, your mom always says, don't accept food from a stranger. Once you accepted the food, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. I love that. Love it. That's brilliant. Okay. I'm so going to copy everything that she does always. <laughs> there, okay, so for the listener right now, you have to understand, I, I, I know you might be listening like on the treadmill or maybe in the train or wherever, wherever this finds you in podcast land. But if you just saw what I saw with all these ladies, everybody was like, oh, my God, yes, yes. There were so many insights. Eileen, like as a coach, weren't you just like proud as all get up? Hey, if they're like this, I show up dressed like that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's the thing about all of these women. And I worked with Glenda for years, so super proud of her. Um, because if you didn't know and you just watch her celebrity, yeah. right, you, you typecast her. But she's a brilliant businesswoman that if I told her, go in a clown suit, and she was confident that that was going to get her the listing, she'd go in a clown suit, right? Because it's, she's more attached, as I think most of us are, to the outcome, right? So we're there to serve somebody else. A, a big nugget that I've shared with, and, and thank you, Treasure, also for your kind words, uh, that I've shared with all these folks for conversion is... If in your research and your observation, you get a sense of what someone's dreams are and what their fears are, they just gave you the roadmap. Yeah. 
Right. Dreams and fears are the key to conversion. So, so I think everybody understands that intellectually. Can you give us an example? Well, sometimes someone, um, a, a driver will come up, come off very strong and in control and, and forceful. And if, you, if you're able to connect with them and mirror and match and go into discovery in a way that they open up a little bit and you get in touch with, they're so over the top because they really, really want this thing, even though they're like, well, I can, you know, I can choose to sell or not sell or this or that. Really, they want that house over there on the golf course and they're afraid they're not going to get it. All of a sudden you adapt. First of all, I never take somebody else's behavior personally. Yeah. God help me. I raised four women, right? I have four daughters. I don't take anything personally. So if someone, if a, if a prospective seller is acting a certain way, I come from a place of curiosity. And in that curiosity, yeah. Well, the, the, you know what? The classic starts with what you taught, taught us years and years ago of um, tell me more about that, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of different ways to ask, tell me more about that. So, Tom, what are you most excited about? Uh, you know, Tom, we just, what, yeah, what we just are you most excited about? Blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Keep going. What, what are you most excited about? What's important to you? Um, obviously, Tom, you've put yourself in a position where you have a lot of choices. Is there anything that concerns you about the process? Right? Like, I'm never going to tell a high D, is there, ask them, is there anything that scares you? Is there anything that concerns you? Because they're in charge of the world. They're not going to respond. But I'm asking the same question in a way that's palatable to them. Yep. And all of us, I, I, I know I can speak for all these amazing women, we know that if we get what's going on, we know how to help that person. We know how to meet them where they are and lead them to that successful end that they want. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go a totally different direction. Deb Bly, in your marketplace, I imagine there is so much inventory, and Lisa, I'm coming to you next, ready? That, that you know, sellers are like, look, I can just put my home on the market, we'll take our time, we'll get it sold, and then I'll have so many options to buy my next home. This is just gonna be an easy process. I'm, I'm kidding, Deb. How do, you, how do you solve for the person that says, look, we want to sell high, but we're concerned that we're not going to be able to find another house? How do you solve for that, Deb? Well, so I want to go back to the statement where I said, do you have a computer? You've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting so patiently. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm answering your question. I'm just picking it up there. The, yes. uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't go with my bag of tricks. Uh, I've found, you know, I've taken my computer, but then I'm logging in with their password or I'm not in a place where my connection's good. Yeah. So typically, if they have their own computer and we're at their console, it just ends up being a better place. And honestly, that's where my whole listing presentation is. And I, I built my trust through education. So answering your question, we walk the house and the rest of my listing presentation is on their computer. And we're pulling up the comparables. I brought a printed up list, yeah. but we're pulling up the comparables. We're looking at houses. We're looking at, hey, this house is very similar to yours. Oh, no, this one's nicer. You see it has this. This one's not as nice. And I really lead them through the process. They're picking up the houses that they think are most comparable to theirs. So they're, I think here in our area, um, 
we have a fairly educated clientele. So putting them in a position to see the process yeah. and what to look for and have them pick up, pick out the houses really gives <laughs> them that. Um, and that's what's also creating that trust, honestly. So it really well, give, empowers them to see how yeah. we come to these decisions. It's not just numbers that I picked on a, on a piece of paper. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so first of all, thank you for clarifying. And I, I love that process. I think watching, you know, everybody else's sort of emotional response to that, you know, imagine you're going into someone's home and you're like, let's sit down at your computer, that place where you feel safe, that place where, you know, it's, it's a faith popcorns book, you know, all on cocooning, like you're in their sacred little spot. Right. And then you go into your presentation. I love that distinction. There's also so much that you can do without saying, look at me. I can look at computers online. I can say, my gosh, I love this agent is awesome with the way she does her pictures. I love that. And then we go to another picture. It's like, I can't stand it when you're you're taking pictures of a house and you have the car in the driveway. And what I'm saying is I wouldn't do it like that without saying it that way. Yeah. So as we're going through the process, I'm showing them the things that I like that the agent did right. Comparing to that's how I would do it as well. Yeah. So they're getting they're getting it intuitively with you just showing sort of law of contrast as a strategy of education. So Deb, how do you but let's go back to the question. How do you help that person that is, you know, hey, we want to sell, but there's nothing for us to buy? How do you how do you help make that transition? And then at least I'm gonna come to you. And I actually I want to hear from everybody because this is a major issue right now happening certainly in most markets. So how do you how do you help them through that process? What hacks do you have? Do you uh, talk about leaseback options? What do you do? Are you asking me or Deb? I'm sorry. I was, I was asking Deb, but I'm going to go to Lisa. Oh, now. okay. No, I thought you were asking Lisa. So I'll be, I'll be happy. Lisa, go. Um, well, so I mean, I would say there's, there's a bunch of things because, you know, our market is, is a very tight, you know, super tight market. So they're listing a house. There's 30 other homes for sale and that's in our entire area, right? But we do a lot of, um, most of the buyers are very comfortable with long lease backs, Tom. Like I've had a few where we sold it last July and they're only moving out in February. I mean, like the long lease back is a very possible in our area because it's so competitive. The buyers are willing to give you pretty much everything you want. So we do a lot of lease backs, a lot of lease backs at no cost. Um, So I tell them that, you know, and something else that we're doing that's been super, super um, effective is we've all heard of like a slide owl, right? So we, we walk the seller through, I do walk the seller through a hole and the team, all these things that we're going to do to help you find your next house. Yeah. We, we do. I mean, I've gotten like five listings in the last 30 days by doing this. And so um, anytime that we have a buyer looking in a certain area or we write an offer for a buyer and they don't get it, we do a slide dollar drop where you can do a radius drop voicemail and look, the house over on one, two, three main street just received 15 offers. My family is so just, it's like a, it's like a yikes video message that or voicemail that, that drops. And you'd be surprised at how much interest, but you need to tell them all the things that we're going to do to hunt you down properties that are not listed yet. And you just have to trust me that we're going to get a long, a long um, rent back after. If a buyer's not willing to do it, then we'll find a different buyer. And, but you've got to have your household first. You cannot go in with this contingent or you won't, you know, you don't have a chance. So. Treasure, what, what say you? And then I'll, Eileen, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to go to Glenda. I want to hear from everybody on this one. So Treasure, what, what additional things are you doing to help that client in that situation? Um, we do a lot of rent backs. Um, we also, I'm an iBuyer, so I will go in for the right properties and buy it 
and that won't work obviously for everybody. And it honestly has to be right for us. We also have with our lenders, some creative um, things that we can do um, where they buy the home for cash and then they're able to purchase the home and then we sell it on the backside. So we're super creative because there's not a lot of houses in the market. So this is a pain point for everybody. And so we've really been working hard at, at getting around it. Um, and when they go to find the next house, it is really looking for what's coming on the market, looking at new construction, you know, letting them know that we're not just waiting for things to hit the MLS and that we're really gold mining, reaching out to our past clients and sphere and saying, I have a buyer that matches the criteria. Would you consider selling? And they're like for the right price. And I'm like, exactly. So then that has bridged the gap where they were kind of thinking about it, but not really sure. And that's come from just our past clients. Would you, hey, Treasure, would you share, and first of all, this is this is exactly what I was looking for, ladies. This is going to be super helpful for a lot of people. Would you share your criteria around, uh, you know, becoming the buyer, and then how do you present that to the seller as, a, as a, an option that's valuable to them? Yes. So I literally um, just did this one. So I had a past client that came to me and said, um, I need to sell my parents' um, home. They passed away, but it's rented, and it's rented until July. Um, so I said, great, what's it being rented for? She told me, I did my research and said, that's not fair market value. So my investors, so we looked at it and I said, you know, what do you want to sell your home for? She told me, and I was like, I don't know that I have an investor that's going to work in that buy box because they typically want it for a lot less. Um, and I can't do the renter because you have a lease until July and you're not paying fair market value. The mom passed away. There's a lease in place, this whole story. And so I was like, let me go look at the house. And so I went in and looked at the house and I was like, I like this house. I can flip this house and I'm not looking to make investor rate, but if I make 10 or 15,000, that's going to more than cover it. And I'm helping a past client who now has given me another listing and it all worked out. So I actually purchased the home for her because it didn't work in the investor buy box and it didn't work for the traditional because of the lease that was not at fair market value. So I think it's just being able to have a line of credit that you work up to, that you build to, that you can use it when the property is right. And I only buy properties that I would live in that I think would be great. And we're helping a family out. And so that's been fantastic. We also had one that they were buying a home. It didn't appraise, the buyer backed away. And I said, that was a bad appraisal. Let's go back on the market. And they said, if we could just get this, we would sell the house. And I'm like, you should go back on the market. They said no, and I'm like, well, if you're going to sell it for that, then I'm going to buy it. And so I bought it, and then they stayed there until their new construction closed, and it worked out fantastic. So obviously, I'm not doing it like the other, you know, disruptors are at that high level, but even one or two, like, it's impacting people's lives. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you got to do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I want to be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So let's let's keep going. Glenda, what do you do in that same situation? I mean, you're in a super competitive environment. Any any additional hacks for the listeners out there to to win the listing and, and ease sort of the emotional fears of the client? So for us, 
that rent back thing, it sounds really good wherever you guys are, but here in Atlanta, that's very frowned upon. It's not very prevalent. We don't see it. So I really have to talk the seller into, look, if Susie and Bobby come to buy your house and they have a house to sell, we're not going to accept their offer. So I want to put you in the driver's seat. Let's go ahead and get you the most amount of money for your home. I have a couple of Airbnbs. I can move you into one of those until we find the home of your dreams. And then that way, when the home of your dreams comes on the market, you're in the driver's seat because you don't have to sell to buy. And so we go ahead and get them already, all of the mortgage done. Literally, all we have to do is drop in the appraisal. So they're completely approved and they're in the driver's seat. And that is what I find that the seller kind of converts them over to selling now rather than waiting till they find something. Because, oh, Glenda, we're just going to wait till we find something. That is the freaking kiss of death. So I go ahead and I just tell them, look, I can't put you in the driver's seat if you've got a sell to buy. So let's go ahead and get your home on the market, get you the most money, move you into temporary housing that you're going to love at a very low rate. So then that way, when you find the home of your dreams, you can buy it at a discount. I'm so surprised, Linda, that that leasebacks haven't become a part of your market. I mean, I I can't think of a house that we've sold in years that hasn't had one. That's interesting. So so you you have to take occupancy of it within 90 days to have your mortgage be you're the, not an investor mortgage. So if it's, if it's an owner occupied mortgage that you're saying you're going to occupy it, you've got to take occupancy within 90 days to keep that mortgage. Eileen, go ahead. So, so in reference to at the listing presentation, yes, well, we're all experiencing this objection a lot or, or most parts of the country. I just immediately say, Tom, I completely understand how you feel. I'm sure you're not surprised that I hear this quite a bit. My question to you is, would you rather make decisions based on what you know or based on the whims of the market? Yeah. And and how to most respond. Yeah, I'm assuming the, the yeah, obvious. Of course. Even, even whether they do it nicely or, right. or a little... They, Cynically, everybody, yeah. Everybody responds like, you know, well, what do you mean by that? Or, well, of course, based on things I know. Well... Here's the thing. Look at how much has changed and how rapidly it's changed in the last 12 months. Do I think that we can make the pieces of the puzzle come together, get you top dollar, negotiate something that allows us to find exactly what you want? Is that possible? Absolutely. Can I guarantee it? No. But Tom, it's not until you have that offer that you're ready to take action, right? So let's let's see what the market tells us. I think the market's going to drive incredible opportunities to you. Yeah. My point in us putting the house on the market now is that the one thing I'm certain of is it puts you in the driver's seat. It puts you're the one that's making decisions, not wondering what if or what if this or what if that. That is what you want, correct? You want to be in the driver's seat? I'm just, I'm, I just watch you, Eileen, like the, the, the Cuban, like the hand gestures, the energy, right? Like the head nods. Yes, I want to be in the driver's seat. Yes, tell me more. What do I need to do? Okay. Well, like Glenda said, if, if, they, if they aren't sold, they, have, they don't have a chance. You know, right. No one's going to sell them their house with a contingency, just like they would never take one, you know? Well, yeah, and that, right. that's... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. That's yeah. similar to what we did too. I mean, I just look at him and say, you know, Tom, you're right. 
there isn't any inventory and the houses that come across are going to be few and far between but that being said if we don't sell your first house first what you're going to do is you're you're going to be settling on something it's not going to be your dream home because you're going to be in a contingency situation and the house that you really love they're not going to take a contingency so you're going to settle on somebody that'll accept your offer on a contingency and i know that's not what you want so if we could put your house on the market most of the time honestly we can work out some kind of a lease back and if not i have a vacation rental myself as well glenda just down the street in galveston and you can look at the water while we're making that transition so and there's one last thing too tom that people can share with their clients is i always give them this if they still continue to resist after all this conversation and they still don't want to take action they want to move but they're afraid to list first is you tell them look if they don't sell first well we'll put it the other way if you do sell first you're in a power position to sell your home at top dollar and then when it comes to the purchase you're in a power position to gain the highest opportunity if you do it the other way you are taking a lower offer on your house because no one else is going to like no one's going to wait for you so you're going to pay more for the one you're buying and then you're going to be on the desperate situation on your house and not getting top dollar it's like they're just not in, like like Eileen said the driver's seat they're just not there you know it's they're going to get more on both sides if they just um, take faith and do it that way, you know? Yeah, that's okay. how we wound up with all those off-market ones, Tom, that we were yeah. talking about earlier, yeah. right? Was Because yeah. we were able to bring the pieces together. Exactly, yeah. So I'm, so I'm gonna ask the question and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let whoever wants to go first, go first. Everything you're saying sounds amazing. I know you're a, you're a veteran, I've seen your sales, I was on Zillow, I saw all your reviews, but I talked to this other agent and they, they just said they would do it for like 1%, that the market's just so good right now that, that why would we pay a full, you know, rack rate commission, ladies? Tom, Tom did that concern you at all? No, I mean, I was thinking about the $18,000 I was gonna save. Oh my gosh. Okay, I, I, I understand that part of it, the savings part, but we're, we're talking about a million dollar property or $200,000 property. We're talking about a million dollar property and you feel comfortable in the hands of someone who can't defend their own worth that they're going to be able to defend your equity. Well, I, I didn't think about it from that standpoint. I just, you know, they, they just kept saying that the market is so hot that why would you overpay on commission when someone's just going to put it in the MLS and get offers? Oh, well, that explains a lot. That, th thank you for sharing that with me. Um, we don't just put it in the, in the MLS and get offers. Let me show you the process that ensures that you will get top dollar. My job is to drive options to you so you can pick the best one for you and Kathy. That is what you want, isn't it? Yes, nice tie down, yes, yes. So who else is gonna go next? I need, I need way more. Help me understand, why should I pay more commission? I'm, I'm very, so Glenda, why should I pay more? So whenever somebody tells me that, I always say, you know what, let's do this. Let's pull up Susie's statistics because the most important thing to me, Tom, is that you get the most money for your house. You know, my listings sell at 98.2% sales price to list price in an average of 32 days. Let's just pull up Susie's statistics. I mean, I'll do it right here with you because I've got my iPad because I wanna make sure that everybody's being transparent with you. And if Susie can beat my statistics, I'll meet her price. How about that? Sure, yeah, let's, take a look at her, let's take a look at her numbers. Yeah. We look at Susie's numbers. 
because typically it's the same five agents that they interview on every single listing. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to beat the beat Susie. Yeah. So, and how do you, how do you like, so they say, well, you're selling at 98.2. They're, they're at 96.9. So Tom, let me put that 2% in perspective for you on your $500,000 house. That's $10,000. Are you willing to give that $10,000 away to save 1% in commission? Probably not. That's not good math. Yeah. Yeah. But- you, may, you, may, you may edit this one out, Glenda. You know this one. You may edit this one out. <laughs> we're not editing out. You just said you may edit this. There's no way we're editing this out. <laughs> you, you just brought every listener in closer. <laughs> it's, um, I, I appreciate people looking for a bargain um and you know no no offense to anyone but if someone has to go to a free clinic to get a prescription like i i'm glad that they're able to do that by the same token if you or i need surgery we're going to research that person we're going to make sure that they know more than we know that they're competent, that they have a track record, that they're experienced. And Tom, here's the deal. The reason I, I mention that is because for most of us, two of the most important things in our lives are physical health and financial health. I can't do a lot to help you with your, you know, with anyone with their physical health, but I'm here to protect your financial health. And I take that responsibility very seriously. Someone who can't defend their own worth, I just... I personally, I couldn't trust them to defend me financially. And there's, I tried editing and cleaning up as I was going, but finance, just, just develop your own script between comparing financial health and physical health. And we don't look for discount. Yep. I love the metaphor. So treasure, what do you, what do you think? Don't want to die on the table, right, Eileen? Would you ever hire the, the attorney who walked in and said, I'm the cheapest ever, mm-hmm. ever, you know, never. That's a great one-liner. But, and, but Lisa, like, you know, Redfin is prevalent in your marketplace. I'm assuming Treasure Redfin is prevalent in your marketplace. What, how do you guys deal with the Redfin objection? Sorry, Treasure, I butted in. You, you go. No, you're okay. <laughs> you know, we really focus on the net. We do a net sheet for everybody, and we really focus in on the net. Um, we let them know that... Um, commissions are negotiable. We're here to negotiate that. And then we provide our value and let them know where it's at. But we really focus on the net of what they're going to walk away with. And because of the market and because of the way that we price our homes, we're not taking the lowest stance of listing, we're taking the highest. And so that nets them more than what they even imagined they were going to net. Because we're not trying to list it low and then bid everybody up. We're going in high because we know the home worth and we know our marketing worth and we know our negotiation worth. And so when we show them the net, that really helps us. I, I'm, never gonna, I'm never gonna list, I'm never gonna lose a listing and I don't think either any of you are either. I'm never gonna lose a listing over price because if there's resistance, I'm very clear, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, this is your home. Ultimately, you will decide what price we go to market with. Right, I'm here to answer all of your questions about the data. You control ultimately the price of the house. I control the marketing, the exposure, how the home is presented, and the market controls the the value. The market determines the value. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And Tom, there's another one that you can do with Redfin because they are probably our biggest competitor discount yeah. company. They're, yeah. they're the ones that stand out. And we have data that we take on every appointment just in case we need to pull it out about Redfin versus us. Yep. And one thing that I tell clients, and I always say the same thing that Eileen was saying earlier, you know, I'm, I support everyone's model. Everyone has a model that works for them. But, you know, may I share with you why Redfin tends to command a lower price? And oftentimes, based on the data, they never get the household at all. You know, imagine this. When you hire someone who's Redfin, their model is the agent is paid regardless of whether your house is sold or not. They're paid a salary. You know, how, how much are you going to gut out that extra phone call or gut out that extra work or that, that you know, you know that when, I, when you hire me, I'm only paid when I succeed for you at the highest level. You know, I work with Redfin agents and I, and I appreciate their model, but they don't have to work as hard as we do because they're paid regardless. They don't, they might care, but they don't, they don't have that instinct to really um, fight for you. You know, that is why they don't command the highest dollar. I, I just got the biggest like, yeah, from Treasure. Like, yep, using that one. Okay, so I want to go a different direction with you ladies. Like, this has been super fun. And I, I think we could do this for three hours, except, you know, Glenda's got a listing appointment she has to go to. She's already in the car in front of the house probably right now, which is great. Um, what, I, what I want to know is, uh, let's, let's hit three things. Treasure, Treasure brought up pricing. So how is everybody pricing today recognizing that, you know, the market is just bonkers in almost every case. What are you doing differently? What are you saying differently? Um, you know, just, just insight on pricing. So, Deb, let's go to you first. What are you doing differently during this, you know, the pandemic and now with pricing versus in the past? You know, of course, every house is different, right? But the, the main thing, especially if we have, a, you know, a house that I'm going to put on the market, I already know our problem is not going to be price. Our problem is going to be what happens after we get the offer. So we start talking about, you know, how we're not going to, you know, and we work on this in the negotiations and how we're not going to want an appraisal addendum along with our contract. So we don't want it based on an appraisal because we know that's one of the challenges that we're having this year. Yeah. You know, right. appraisers are looking at history. They're not looking at what's happening now and in the future. So we have that conversation. So when we do talk, we're typically talking about how we're going to price ourselves higher really than an appraisal can support and how we're going to strategize how we look at offers after that and how we're going to respond to offers. Love it. Glenda, what about, what about you on pricing? What are you doing differently, if anything? So I price right out where I think that it's going to sell because I do a coming soon campaign that starts Wednesday or Thursday. I don't let anybody in the house until Sunday at 2 p.m. And then it's literally my, my goal is to create a traffic jam on ways. So I have a line standing out the door to get in. I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, Glenda, what about that whole COVID thing? Yeah. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. It's rifles and rednecks. Wear a mask and let's go. So literally, they stand in line six feet apart. <laughs> I got Tristan over here. He's from Atlanta. He's like, yep. <laughs> I love Georgia. For all my for all my friends that are in like the super high end of Atlanta, like just relax. All right, just keep. <laughs> so anyway, so we have them in line six feet apart. They come in the house. It builds a sense of urgency. It shows that there's demand on the house. Last two weeks ago, we did one of the listings that we did listed at four eighty five under contract at five oh two five. Ten offers. The one that we did last week. 
that that one had 50 groups through. The one we did last week had 32 groups through on the market with a previous agent for forever. We reduced the price just a little. We did our plan Wednesday or Thursday. Nobody goes in until Sunday. No lie. Offers already. So it's literally like shooting fish in a damn barrel. You have to have a system and a process. And it's not about assigning a lockbox. It's about preparation, creating a digital footprint to attract the buyer that is most likely to buy that house for the most money in the least amount of time. And that's where most agents get lost in the process. They think it's about a sign and a lockbox and MLS. That is not true. I don't get paid this much because I sold it in one day. I get paid this much because it took me 28 years to figure out how to sell it in one day. Oh, I love that line. I love that. All right, so 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 Lisa, you're in a in a smaller town and in a incredibly competitive environment, sort of right outside of San Francisco. So if you don't if you don't get the yes in the moment, how do you follow up to win the business? And I want to know anybody, everybody's insight here. If you don't get the yes in the moment, what do you do that secures it? Because you know someone's gonna come in and price it higher and offer a lower fee. And, 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 so how do you win? Yeah, we're relentless on this one, actually. The after, the after follow-up uh, pretty intensely. And years ago, um, something that I did, I, an agent invited me on a listing presentation with her years ago. And one thing that I discovered, it was in an area that I worked that she didn't. She said, come, will you come with me? And I said, of course. So long story short, the people ended up having a friend. Um, the man had a friend in the business. But afterwards, and this is going to sound totally hokey, but afterwards, she delivered this beautiful bouquet of flowers to the people, thanking them for the time. And I have to tell you, the husband had a friend that they, they did not list with us. But the wife, that agent was out of the business in a few months. The wife actually connected with us and was so taken back by this that I got referrals from her for years. She bought a house for me later. It's like, so, so, so we adapted that. And it's as, as hokey as it sounds. Um, the morning after the appointment at 6 a.m., they get a delivered a, a beautiful orchid with, a, with a, a, a very sweet hand note thanking them for their time. I re-emailed them all the what... Treasure and I talked about with the video, the, 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 like I do a coming soon, big elaborate video. We email everything out back out just to remind them. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty intense after follow-up because there's a lot of times where we walk away where, where it's just super competitive, right? You know, where we, where we want to, we want to ensure that we're going to be the one. Um, and then I would say also when you're at the appointment, if they're not going to sign for whatever reason it is that we're not achieving that business, I always try to set a follow-up meeting where I'm coming back just to answer all their questions. You know, you're interviewing me first because we met. And yet I know that what you might hear from everyone else is going to be substantially different. You might have questions. Why don't we get back together on Wednesday? I can answer those questions. Try to get yourself back in the door after. Um, but the after is super intense for us. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Treasure, do you have anything uh, anything different or what you, what you would add in that situation? Competitive environment, right? There's a lot of good agents in your town. There are a lot of great agents in our town and it is super competitive on all fronts of everything. Um, And so for us, it's the small touches. It's the surprises and delights. It's the things that we do to let them know from the video after the appointment, letting them know it's the personalized thank you card. Um, It's the moving boxes we drop off afterwards. It's the little touches we do along the way. Um, And then my listing manager, who is actually standing right next to me because we just finished a closing, um, she, I know, she will come alongside and do a follow-up to say, I'm just checking in. How did the appointment go? Do you have any questions, anything we can answer from another standpoint other than the way that I'm following up? And so the two of us hitting it really hard 
um, with the other surprises and delights we have along the way um, makes us a pretty unstoppable team. But it took years to develop that. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I love uh, Glenda's line about the 28 years to figure out how to sell a house in a day. Like, just those little nuggets. By the way, that could be, it took me 18 months to figure out how to sell a house in a day for the person that's maybe newer. Um, all right, so let's talk rapid fire just for, the, like, the last, you know, five, six minutes here. I want to know, you know, Lisa talked about Slidial, right? We've talked about Yikes. Let's talk about we get the listing. How do we get more listings after we get the listing? So I want to hear whoever wants to go first, second, third, doesn't make a difference, but I want to hear from everybody. What do you, you get the listing. We know what's going to sell. You ladies are the queens of figuring out how you're going to get the next two or three from it. Let's talk about those hacks. So whoever wants to go first, fire away. So what we do is when we get a listing at every event. So when we go put the sign, when we do the open house, when we go to the inspection, when we do the appraisal, we do 10 houses to the right, 10 houses to the left. Hi, I just listed 123 Banana Street. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to sell it this weekend. But in case I don't, do you know anybody in the neighborhood that's thinking about selling? Okay, so then the next event, I go to the next 10 houses. So the wave gets out further and further and further. And so by the end of the transaction, I've hit 100 houses. Love and I've asked, and I never ask them, do you want to sell? I always say, I hope that I'm going to sell 123 Banana Street. We're here at the inspection, and I'm sure it's a fantastic house. But you know, just in case it's not, and these people want to buy something else, I'm just wondering, do you know anybody else in the neighborhood who wants to buy, who wants to sell? And so that, for us, has been absolutely the best, the best way to find listings because right. you're selling the house in the neighborhood. Right. So, Glenda, there's, there's a, a veteran, veteran, veteran listening right now saying, no way, no way. She doesn't knock on the doors. I mean, does it's COVID is happening right now. Are you like you're you're crazy? Like you can't do that. I I I don't mind. I love people. Like for me, it's like somebody to talk to because I like to talk to everybody. So for me, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, I love to like and and plus it's like mining for gold, like Treasure says. I mean, she's in Colorado. We don't have any gold here in Georgia, but literally, it's like mining for gold. And for me, it's like a game. Like I think to myself, okay, if I hit if I hit ten people here and ten people here, am I going to get the per am I going to get somebody on the right or am I going to get somebody on the left? And what if I get more than one person? So for me, it's a game. It's all it's like who can I help? Like I'm going to wake up this morning, I'm going to help somebody sell their house. It's going to be amazing. So for me, I just walk in, I'm enthusiastic and I'm excited, and everybody's happy to see me because typically I come with food. <laughs> You know, we're going to have to work on your energy. I know this has been a weak point for you to try and be expressive and get the word out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Deb, talk to us. What do you do? You get the listing. How do you market it? How do you market it to get the next listing? Uh, one of the things I think is how much, which we do a lot of what Glenda was talking about too, where you try and do the pre-marketing. They've really kind of come down on the set in our area on doing that. But ideally that very, very first weekend, we're having the open house and the more signs we can plaster out there, the better. Of course, some of them say the Bly team. Some of them say rocking open house. Some of them say wine and cheese. So it makes it look like there's an event happening there. Right. And of course we bring in the wine and the cheese and the crackers. So, <laughs> and then of course we invite the, uh, the person who's listing the house to post it on their Facebook page. 
invite them over, invite the neighbors to come over and that kind of stuff. So you're still doing the, you know, kind of Tom Ferry 101, wine, cheese, throw it open. Like, let's have it. it Deb, there's, there's COVID going on. There's, there's. We're lucky when we can do that right now. Thank you. Yeah, we're, make, we're making a, a Texas-Florida distinction. This is probably not happening in New York City. It's definitely not happening in Los Angeles. Never a chance in Long Beach. Yeah. I want to honestly say we're lucky when we can do that right now, Tom, because it's just been such a crazy market and things are selling so fast. And right. honestly, we have been so, I want to say, overtaxed as agents here. Our business went up 90%. So we're lucky when we can find the time to do an open house to do those kind of things. Because yep. Yep. honestly, it's just happening. I love it. What else? Treasure, what are we missing here? What else are you doing? And then Lisa, I'm coming to you. And then Eileen, we'll, we'll finish with you. What else are you doing that's different to, to get the word out to make sure you get the next listing? We are not door knocking. We are not open housing. Um, Colorado was very different with COVID. Right. We are not doing any of that right now. We used to. Um, the great thing about it is we've had residual from all of those things we did pre-COVID. Um, but what we are doing, um, what I am doing that has really been working well for us, is I say to people, if you can say during the transaction that this was really easy, will you refer me one person? That is my goal. Because not only am I winning you by the transaction, but then I'm asking you for the referral if I do a good job. Yes. And that has been great. And I tell my team, if I don't hear the word easy one time, we failed them. And That's it's big. really rewarding when it is. That's big. 725 positive, you know, five-star reviews later on your, on your Zillow profile. It sounds like it was easy for a few people. Lisa, yeah, Lisa, what about you? What else? I mean, so Lisa, go back to slide out for, I want you to speak about that because you were doing that on behalf of the, the client, trying to find them the next home. Break that down for us. And then what else? It's crazy. It's like, um, I, we've always used slide out and I know Eileen and I, I think Eileen, I think you were the one that turned me on to that years ago. And I think Andy C told us one time that we were going to go to hell because we used slide aisle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were having a conversation Andy yesterday. There's no way. No oh my way. God. We were having a conversation. I'll never forget where Eileen was like, God, don't you just, sometimes you're just tired and you don't want to really talk to them, but you have to share something with them. I have this tool. And I was like, Oh my God, I love that. So like, I'll do that, you know, like drop them a message because you don't really want to talk to them. And no offense, that is, doesn't happen very often. Yes. But the slide dial with the, with the messaging around, I mean, it's, the it's voice, voice broadcasting. The voice, it's freaking awesome. It's like, you can take a, um, you could, an MLS, our MLS just pulls up the, all the data. So it's super simple. I record on my phone, a voice memo, email it to the gal that works for me. And she drops it to like 500 people around and it just goes right on people's cell phones. And the, the data is super accurate. I mean, I've had, like I said, since we started that, um, many listing opportunities and listings that we've taken because of that. So that's one way we can help a buyer. Yeah. Um, but actually, I have to tell you, um, Glenda, door knocking, I know California is super treasure, super restricted. Um, we, you know, shut down. But I decided about a month ago or a couple months, because I love to door knock, is I wear my gloves. I wear my mask. I, we, you know, we back way away from the door. And no one has been offended at all. It's been a great listing opportunity because people are like, oh, my God, you're out working and no one else yeah. is really, they don't see anyone else. Um, so we've continued to knock around our properties pre-listed coming soon, um, just sold, have a buyer or whatever, but with the gloves and mask and total distancing and you know, safety first. I love it. Yeah. And this is the thing is like, people are fearful. They are very fearful right now and who knows where they are on the scale, right? But life goes on. 
people need to buy and sell real estate. We are essential. People do need us. And I think that if you come from a position of I'm here to serve you, I'm here to help you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for you. I'm out here doing business. I mean, how many agents do we all know that have been paralyzed by this pandemic who have refused to pivot, who have refused to adapt a new way to do business? So many. That's given us more opportunity. I'm not leaving my buyers and sellers homeless. I'm committed 100%, and that's why they're working with me. I have one guy, he's been through three agents. He goes, the reason I'm working with you is because I see your hustle every single day. They want to know that you are invested with them. And when they know that you're invested with them, it's like Treasure says, they're going to stand right beside you and you're going to stand right beside them. Yeah. We feel safe to do everything that we like to do, just in a very um, mindful, careful, safe, you know, always keeping the client safe way. Very mindful. Yeah. Um, so Eileen, before I come to you, I want to know, are any of you doing, uh, you know, Facebook live open houses? Are you doing any of that stuff these days? Because that, that, that blew up for a lot of people. So Glenda said no. Everyone else said yes. Treasure, tell us, tell us about your experience with that. What do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? Kind of knowing what you know now. Um, well, uh, my coach, Tom Ferry, says um, it doesn't need to be perfect. Just get it done. I, he says it much more eloquently than that. Um, so um, we started off doing StreamYard because it streams to so many places all at the same time. Um, and we make the one video. And so what we took the approach of is we want to show them things that they wouldn't see from our photos. We want to show them the garage. We want to show them inside the pantry. We want to show them inside the closet. Um, things we, we want to show them the furnace room. You know, we want to show them those things. What we learned in the process is have a stabilizer. A lot of people that are very techie know that. Um, and, uh, you know, the biggest thing that we did, um, and I'm looking at my listing manager right now, is have fun. So we did one, we're selling some beautiful land, um, and it was snowy, and I'm like, we're here in Colorado, we're selling these two great lands, and I picked up a snowball, and I chucked it at her, um, throwing the thing, just to have fun. And I got so many comments of people just wanting to see a little bit of personality, yes. um, but it has been, you know, we get a lot of comments, we have someone back at the office manning it, asking the questions, putting the things up at the bottom. I'm in the field. I have someone recording me. Um, we start off by, you know, being safe and then removing everything and then sanitizing everything, of course. But it has been just for nothing else, great exposure and great fun to yeah. pivot and to show our clients what we do. And sometimes they don't get very many views and sometimes they get a ton. Um, the snowball one got the most. So I'm going to have to do that again to her. Um, but we just want to have a great time. I'm, I'm looking at Tristan right now. Can you imagine if she would have had Bernie Sanders with the mittens on the snowball and throwing that like, <laughs> like local real estate agent in Colorado Springs gets 11 million views in one day. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think Glenda might be getting him first if he's going back to Atlanta, but I'm, I'm trying to get him to come to Texas. Just, just saying, my friend, it's here on the podcast. So Eileen, Bring us home. Last last thoughts before we wrap this up. Uh, what else can they do to once they secure a listing or even have a buyer to generate that next listing? What did we, what did we not hear that you're like, oh, you guys missed this one? So so first of all, brainstorm with your coach around everything that you can do for business around business. 
Like it's critical that you brainstorm those options with your coach because not one size fits all, right? Secondly, then you have to freaking do it every single time, right? Execution is critical to success. Um, I just had one of my, a, a team member on one of my big teams in Florida secure a listing appointment for $16 million calling around another teammate's just sold. Wow. $60 million, right? Called, talked a couple times, built rapport, got a visit, sent flowers afterwards, and we discussed like what, like a certain thing had come up. So we found the right thing. We strategized about it, sent it, boom, back for the listing appointment next week. Okay. So what, so now of course this agent on this team is like, okay, coach, I promise no matter who sells it on the team, if they're not calling around their listing, I am right. So that's why I say brainstorm with your coach and then stick to it, stick to it. The other opportunity around business, um, business around business is in California. We can't have open houses. We put a property on the market yesterday. We have 23 showings on Saturday. One of my agents will be out front, gloved, masked, not going in the house the entire day. They're taking two shifts. Someone will be out there the whole time because you damn well can put money on that people will drive by because they saw it online and either their agent couldn't get them in or they don't have an agent yet. They're just educating themselves about the market. I want a body there to seize that opportunity. I love it. Do you put up some signage? Do you put up, you know, is there like a, a booth or something, you know, something inviting and warm to invite them in? There is nothing but Grace, Nikki, or Zach in a lawn chair by the sign with flyers, a little cooler with extra water bottles, masks, that whole thing. I was going full Long Beach. I was going to say a cooler full of something else, but yes, water, excellent. <laughs> Long Beach in the house. We've been putting signs up, Tom, even though we can't be open. So yeah. our signs just say, um, text for appointment. At least we have signs, you know, like showing by, yeah. by appointment only, text for appointment, yeah. I love it. So ladies, this has been super fun. Glenda's got to go take a listing right now. The rest of us have to go find another listing right now. Um, but I want to just say to, uh, to the five of you, thank you so much for your time today, your humor, your insight, your wisdom. Um, this is going to be one of those podcasts I think people are going to listen to over and over. Not just, you know, not just the, the typical Tom Ferry user, but maybe someone, this is going to be sent to somebody who's the number one agent in their office. They've never been exposed to us. And then to hear all of you talk about these just relatable strategies that everybody can take on, the dialogue and everything. This was awesome. So I love you all. Thank you. And for my friends out there watching, listening, make sure you give us a comment on any, any platform that you're listening on or watching on. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see how you can contact all of them. and It'll be on our blog as well, especially if you got a referral or you want to reach out and just, just say hi to these rock stars. So ladies, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Take care, everybody. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.